Welcome back to the first episode of Roll It and Weep with yours truly, Elliot, your host and roleplayer for this adventure. Today we start with the Lost Minds of Fandelver with our duo, Hiromi, a mountain dwarf monk, and Tilsu, a high elf ranger. Now, as we know, we are currently traveling the high road to the Trollbore Trail, which heads east, and we're about a day's away march from Fandolin. As we are making our way, we are traveling with a carriage full of adventure and supplies. Hey, Harami. How you been doing the last few weeks? It's been a while since we've met. I, you know, I've been doing good. Making my way, getting a nice leave from working with the soldiering. How about you? You know, shame. I haven't been a soldier in a while. It's been nice. That's good to hear. So what brings you to Fandolin anyways? Or, you know, need to make some money somehow. I was asked to do a couple of favors here and there, and this is the next one on my list. So, how about you? You know, I'm on leave for a while, so I figured go see the sights, go live a little, go see what things are like out beyond the soldiering. So you guys have been on the trail for about half a day. You come around to turn, and you notice two dead horses about 50 feet away from you. They're blocking your path. They have a bunch of black-feathered arrows sticking out of their abdomens. And as the woods at the trail press closer, there's a steep embankment and dense thickets on either side. Hey, Harami, I'm going to check out the horses and see if anything looks suspicious out there. Keep an eye out for anything in the thicket. You notice that the arrows are indeed what killed the horses and nothing else. You also notice that the saddlebags have been looted and nearby lies an empty leather map case. As you notice this, two goblins hiding in the thicket come out and attack. So at this point, everyone is in front of the carriage and the wagon, and you're all kind of in about a square together. So you have the two, you have Tilsu and Hirame at two ends next to each other, and then straight across from them is the two goblins. Now, because there's no stealth, no one's surprised at the goblins. You're a little jumped, but you're not surprised because they came out slowly and with their weapons up, so you know that they're going to attack. So, now that we go to initiative, I'm going to roll for initiative. The goblins got a 5, Tilsu gets an 11, and Harame gets a 16. I'm going to break out my short sword and I'm going to try and slice into the chest of the goblin that's directly in front of me. Okay, so I'm going to roll to hit. It hits and then two damage. The goblin takes two damage and then Tilsu will attack the goblin in front of him and he's going to equip his dagger. Roll to hit. Uh, it does hit and then for damage deals 5 damage to the second goblin. The goblin in front of Harame will now attack Harame. Rolling using the scimitar, it will attempt to do a simple slash. Rolls, and it will hit, and then for damage, it will deal 3 damage to Harame. Then the other goblin will attack Tilsu, doing the exact same thing. So that hits, and it will do 2 damage to Tilsu. So even though you both get a slash on the two goblins dealing decent damage to both of them, 
they both prick you with their sword so it's like a slash across the arm so you have so you both have cuts across the arm not that big and can definitely be treated Rame is going to do another short sword strike going to try and spear the chest with the short sword rolling to hit it does hit rolling for damage and that deals two more damage to the goblin he ain't dead yet but he does take a shot into the gut so that does hurt him and then Tilsu would do the same thing to the goblin in front of him so rolling to hit it does hit and I'm gonna roll for damage and it kills the second goblin the second goblin is down so there's only one left and he will attempt to attack Hirame yet again stubborn little fellow so he attempts to go to spear Harame and rolls. It will hit and then rolls for damage. It deals three three damage to the goblin. So you take your short sword and you have speared him right through the heart and he is down and dead. That was interesting to say the least. What do you think? Do you think we should find out if there are any more goblins or should we just keep making our way to Phandalin and bandage up our injuries. I agree with you. We should make our way to Fandolin as soon as possible and get these injuries bandaged up and get some rest. So you decide to make your way to Fandolin and Elmar Barthin, the owner of Barthin's provisions, um, notices your arrival and that Gundren has not yet, or as he knows, has never arrived. Odd. Did he say what happened to him? Did he? No, no he hasn't. He recounts the goblins on the trail. I'm sure you encountered them as well. That we did. That is true, we did in fact encounter some goblins on our way here. I think we should probably go back. Chances are, if he encountered the goblins, he may have gone deeper than we have, since we decided to come straight here instead. Might I suggest visiting Lenin Greywind? at Lion Shield Coster, and they can tell you more about these goblin attacks. You were immediately bombarded once you entered Fandolin, so you didn't get a chance to look at the town as you arrive. You notice that's a small town, about 40 or 50 buildings, pretty simple, some older foundations, a couple of old decaying ruins. You have stone walls, some wooden housing. You notice that the cart track follows more modern and newer buildings, or I guess as new as you could describe old brick and ivy all over it. As you have walked into town, you finally notice that the children who are playing and some of the townsfolk were staring at you and noticing the varying wares that you are and the blood on your arm. They themselves, what happened? Who are these people? Why have they shown up? And what do they want from us? I think we should take a long rest. We were on the road for quite a while, and we would like a chance to mend our injuries, if you don't mind, directing us to the inn. It would be my pleasure. I would be very happy to escort you. Follow me. So as you walk, you notice people kind of scared, ducking almost, kind of cowering, but not really, just kind of like nervous. 
They notice that you carry weapons similar to the ruffians that they have encountered previously, and even though you want to assure them, they're kind of too scared and timid to come up to you or to let you talk to them. So you tr don't really do anything. You kind of just ignore them and follow to the inn. You arrive at the inn, and it's this large, newly built house of fieldstone and timber. And you enter the common area with a ton of people just sitting around drinking their drinks, kind of talking, they look up, kind of look at you with a bit of curiosity, then go back to drinking or playing cards or whatever they're doing. So don't forget about the luggage that we brought you, the wagons, the carriage, everything. Oh yes, that was 10 gold pieces per person, am I correct? Yes, yes you are. Good, good. So he takes out of his purse 10 gold pieces for each of you and hands it to you Quite quickly, just kind of puts it in your palm and then clasps your palm closed. I hope that we can do more business in the future. It'd be honored to have such reliable delivery. We need to let you know, though, that Gundrum was captured by goblins, it seems, and we're not sure where he is. I'm sad. That's unfortunate news. If you get the chance soon, please try and rescue the friend of mine. He is dear, and I would be very even more saddened to lose him. You always talked about something called the Vandelver's Pact, as there was something about a lost mine there. I recommend you go to Sidar and find out more about it. He knew a lot more than I did. Thanks, we'll keep that in mind when we finish getting some rest. We are quite weary from our travels, and we'd like to rest for the night. I understand. Well, rest easy, and then tomorrow we'll discuss rescuing the dear friend. So you make your way to the kind of desk area. In the end, it's not a very big space, so you have to walk a little bit, and you're still getting those looks. And you meet the owner named Tolbin, and he's been a native of the town of Tribor to the east, and he came here to prospect, but he didn't know a lot about mining, but he knew how to run an inn, so that's what he's been stuck doing. Hey, we'd like to take a short rest, if you, a long rest, if you don't mind. We're quite weary from our travels and love a chance to patch up and sleep for the night. And I'll need two gold pieces each, please. Okay, so I'm going to reach into my pocket and give you two gold pieces. Here you go. Same thing. Here you go. Cool. Now follow me up. Up the stairs we go. Do, 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 do. Here you go. One room. Then you walk. So you walk straight in and you notice it's a squarish space with one door to the left. So you walk in, there's a table in the center and you have two twin size-ish beds about twin twin xl hugging the back corners of each wall so you walk so you're putting your stuff down on the table you walk into the area on your left and it's a small room it's kind of a bathroom it's got a small bathtub and a bucket for doing your business thanks be sure to tip i guess we haven't been a, an old tavern in 
quite a while. Well, I don't have room service if that's what you're asking to. I have to make do. It's fine, thank you. Now, have a good night. So you guys wake up the next morning to some ruckus coming from outside your door. Hey, what, hey what's going on out there? We're trying to sleep. Back off, hooligans. This doesn't concern you. So you guys decide to get dressed and go see what is blatantly ignoring the warning from the ruffians who are outside the door making a ruckus. Who's that? Some red band ruffians. They seem to love to terrorize this little town every now and then, and unfortunately the aim gets the brunt of it. They seem to go to the sleeping giant tap house to drink afterwards quite often. No one's ever stood up to them, though. Not unless their feathers and they are. While they are only a pair, they are quite strong. Hey, let's head over to the sleeping giant tap house. And let's go deal with these guys once and for all so the town does not have to live with them anymore. It would be my pleasure. So you guys decide to walk from the inn to the tap house. It's a small walk, and people are kind of looking at you again with the same weirdness, but you want to assure them that you're going to deal with their problem. Hey guys, we're just going to deal with this. We promise that it shouldn't be long, and it should be over soon. They don't take much confidence in that statement, but... You know, you gave it a shot, and that's what matters in your mind. So, you decide to confront them, and you notice that the sleeping giant is just this ramshackle tack room on the east end of the town. You notice the two, the two ruffians linger just on this little porch. It's got a nice little awning over it in the shade. They're just sitting on empty ale barrels talking, cheering their mugs, having a drink. They just wear some nice little red cloaks on them, and one of them notices your approach and says, Wow, wow, wow. A whole pack of little puppies. What do you want? To come and bark at us? <laughs> so you guys start shouting insults at each other until... The ruffians both pull out a, a sword, in which case, you guys begin battle. So let's roll for initiative and let's see how this shakes out. So you guys are all kind of facing each other, just kind of up close and personal, mano a mano, and you're on this porch, the awning's above you, so you're in the shade, and you're right next to, and you're pretty much right beside each other, facing each other, kind of in a mirror almost. So I'm going to roll first for the ruffians. They get an 11. I'm going to roll for Tilsu now. Tilsu got a 4. And then I'm going to roll for Harame. Harame got an 8. So the bandits will be going first. So the first ruffian will take out a short sword and move to attack Harame. So I'm going to roll the short sword. And the short sword hits with a 6. And then it's going to deal 6 damage to Harame. So he takes a short sword and he gives you a piercing slash 
in the same spot as the last injury, causing it to bleed out more than before. Rame in return decides to attack with the short sword. So roll to hit, it does hit. And then rolls for damage, it deals 8 damage to the ruffian. Next, Tilsu will do the same thing, but using the dagger to stab the same one. So it does hit, and then 4 damage, deals 3 damage to that ruffian. So they first with the short sword goes for a slash on the arm and then the dagger gets him in the chest knocking him unconscious. The other ruffian sees this and goes to attack Tilsu instead do using the short sword in order to slice into his arm. So it attacks, it will hit, and it does 5 damage to Tilsu. So the ruffian managed to do a slash into the arm. You try to block, it doesn't work, so you get slashed on the arm. Kind of near your wrist, but not so much like midway between the wrist and the elbow. So you're hurt, but you're okay, but you're not injured too badly. Harame then goes to attack, this time doing an unarmed strike with just a punch. Just goes for a punch straight to the face. It does hit, dealing 4 damage to the other ruffian, and then the ruffian's going to try and use his short sword to attack Tilsu, going for just a simple slash. It will hit, dealing 4 damage. So you get slashed on your other arm now, and now both arms are bleeding. And this is a problem, because it's a pretty, they're both pretty big gashes, there's a lot of blood coming down, you need to bandage it up before you die. Harame then goes to attack with the short sword and just goes for a slice across the chest, top to bottom. So it will hit, it kills him. So both the ruffians are now dead. Everyone kind of, people were kind of in the background watching this happen and they were kind of scared to see how it turns out, but now that they see that the ruffian, some of the ruffians are dead, they kind of have a sigh of relief. But all of a sudden, someone approaches you, He, the Townmaster Harbin, um, he notices that they're all dead, and the town's grateful, but he himself is pretty unhappy. Oh, I don't know how to do about this, to be honest. They have more of them out there, you have to understand. You don't take murder like this very lightly. understand what you did, and I'm grateful, but please don't make this a habit. We don't like a necessary death around here, and I feel in retaliation should they come back and discover this. We don't take pleasure in killing, or necessity. We do it when we have to, unfortunately, and sometimes it happens. But I understand your concern, and we will try our best not to cause any more trouble for your people. In fact, we want to try and help and discover our lost friend. That's why we came here, to help deliver supplies, and we found out he was missing amongst the goblins. We'll be hanging out there in a few days. Or can appreciate that. And thank you for the understanding. I understand that people in your position have to make tough choices. But 
like I said, just try to avoid causing more trouble. I'd rather not have to worry about any other attacks here, many of us are not fighters, you are. We understand, and we'll be sure to keep out of trouble now. Thank you. Yes, thank you as well. We've only been here for a day, and we've already caused trouble. I think we should try and meet the townsfolk and get them to understand that we're not bad people. Just sometimes, you know, have to do the tough things. I think you're right. Let's hop it over to the farm. Let's go meet, uh, whoever owns it. So you guys walk over to the farm on the other, near, not far from where you are, and you get to meet a female halfling named Quelline, and she's a farmer who seems to just know the ins and outs, and by the point you get to her, she already knows both your names. Hello, Tilsu and Tarame. A pleasure it is to meet you. I'm honored by what you did with those ruffians, and as such, a thank you. I notice that you both are injured. If you come join me here in the barn, I can tend to your wounds. Least I can do for helping save the town. So I guess follow her to this barn. It's kind of rectangular. It's a bit disheveled on the sides, but the front is pretty clean. And it's got a set of double doors that are white as opposed to the brown that the rest of the barn is. So she opens the double doors and inside is just stacks of hay, some going up in columns, and then you just have like one of where you where there's enough room on it for you to sit. Your wounds are mighty deep. And I recommend you get a long rest at some point in the near future. I will at some point. But we need to deal with these ruffians sooner rather than later. Yeah, I'm not sure we can wait that long. Relax. It will be a day, it will be at least a few hours before they find out their friends are dead. You don't seem so phased by it. I'm not phased by anything anymore. I've lived enough. I'm older than I look. While tending to the injuries, you guys take a short rest to recover some HP and to take a break and plan out your next steps. So in the meantime, we're going to do the recovering HP. So we're going to do Tilsu first, since Tilsu is pretty injured over here and should get some of the HP back. So I'm going to roll two hit dice. So since my characters are now level 2, they each have 2d10s, which they'll use to recover the hit points. So I'm going to roll for Tilsu. The first gives 4 plus constitution, so 1, so that's plus 5 for the first amount. And then we do it again. I'm not 100% sure if I'm doing this right, but I'm still learning, and I appreciate that hopefully you listeners will understand that. Um, and then plus 9 plus, so again, plus 10. So Tilsu now has 16 HP, and Arame will do the same thing. So we roll... Plus seven, and then 
That was a seven plus constitution, which is three. So it's ten. So has the max of now nineteen hit points. Cool. So I'm glad we were able to figure that out. Now back to the story. As you're tending to the wounds and as you're just resting and conversing, you notice that Colleen Sunkarp is watching you guys, kind of curious with the spirit of a child, and comes up and wants to talk to you. Uh, so you guys are adventurers? You guys kind of look at each other just bewildered, kind of thrown off by the question. Uh, I guess we can say we are. Why do you ask, kid? Well, I've always wanted to be an adventurer, but obviously I'm still a little young. I love going around and playing by the woods. Let's me be close to home and pretend I'm still an adventurer, you know? Anyways, I found a, a tunnel, kind of weird, almost built into the wall, I into the woods. You guys are confused and so you want more details. Hey, can you elaborate on what you mean by a secret tunnel? It was in one of the thickets now near the giant trees. It was kind of, I had to push some brush away, but I definitely saw a path going into the for into the ground. Then I heard some noise so I hid and I noticed some big bandits, some big ugly bandits just nearby. Luckily, I wasn't. I don't think they saw me, but they were pretty close. Do you think it leads anywhere? And that will be the end of our first episode of Roll It and Weep, Campaign One, Lost Duo in Vandelver. It was a pleasure to do this, and I hope you enjoy the listening. Again, as time goes on, I will get better at both recording, editing, finding my voice learning and understand the rules so that you have a better experience. As always, I appreciate any and all comments, critiques, and improvements, as I want to make sure that the listeners of you get the best viewing experience possible. Anyways, till next time, I'm Roland Weep. This has been Elliot.